Thank you for pushing that play button for Robin Karma's part two. Also, we are going to apologize right now because we are doing our mom thing. And our kids are outside riding their bikes. So if you hear any kids yelling in the background, that's our kids. Yep. And we are in a garage, guys. <laughs> yes. But we have our incense and sage burning. Yes. Zenning ourselves from this crazy morning. We got our little set up. Yeah. I mean, we good. We good. A little flag here thingy. Well, it's not a flag, but banner. It's a tapestry. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so we do apologize in advance if we mispronounce. See, right there, just did it. Mispronounce words or people's last names. We are human. We make mistakes. We are sorry. Very, very sorry. And just know that we know that you know that we know. Exactly. True that, girl. True that. Anyway, let's get back to our story. So we're still in the interview with Christopher Twatvar mm-hmm. and Detective Levy or Levy. I'm, I'm. We're pretty sure it's Levy. Yeah, I'm not. If if it's not, sorry. Yes. And this is why we did apologize for you know saying things wrong because we listened to our girl, our last terrifying tale and we said some shit wrong. So. Yes, we did. We're very sorry. Just know we don't mean it in any malicious way or anything like that. It's just, we fuck up, dude. We're fuck ups. <laughs> this is raw material, guys. Enjoy it. Real raw material. Got this on lockdown. What? Yeah. Let's get back to the story. So, Twatvar's talking to Detective Levy. She come yelling at me, telling me she doesn't want me to do any more blah, blah, blah. She just got done sharpening her knife and shaking her knife at me. She got violent, came at me, and unfortunately, I had a fucking chainsaw in my hand. Detective Levy, she came at you with a knife? Twat, yeah. So, Detective Levy was like, what happens after she comes after you? And he's like, you have a, the chainsaw in your hand, Twatvar. I went to defend myself against her waving a knife at me, and unfortunately, it was an electric chainsaw and fucking as soon as I hit the button, that was it. Detective Levy, where did the chainsaw hit her? Warning, we're gonna get a little, yeah. So, plot, the arm and the neck. Detective Levy, this was on the back porch. Plot, I think I had, we had ended up in the living room at that point. They talk about the chainsaw and how it was battery operated and how he hit the button and it hit her neck and she was dead instantly, according to him, in the living room. Twatvar claims he had to figure out a way to fix it. Another warning, Detective Levy asked about the cut she received from the chainsaw when it first hit her neck like sever an artery and she died chris says it was pretty pretty instant i mean it was a defensive push detective levy right morbid detail alert it's gonna get a little rough so just a warning 
Detective Levy. Did it take her head off right there? Twat bar. Pretty much. Detective Levy. So you had to find a way to fix it. How did you? Twat, what would you do? Detective Levy states that he probably would freak out. I wouldn't have a clue. Probably thinking the same thing you were. Oh my gosh. What am I going to do? Who's going to believe me? Twat. Exactly. Fucking exactly, bro. Detective Levy. So after she died, did you go to Walmart? Twat says, yeah. And that's where he purchased the Sawzall. Okay. Detective Levy asks, where did he use the Sawzall? Twat Var says, the garage. Morbid details alert. Detective Levy asks what he did with her head and limbs. Twatvar says, they're going to give me the electric chair, aren't they? Detective Levy says, no, she was coming at you with a freaking knife. Morbid details alert. He asks, what happened to her head? Chris responds with, I buried them in her backyard near the back porch. Oh my god. Yeah. This is her friend. Who the fuck? Like, who the fuck? I would have called 911. Detective Levy says that there were garbage cans filled with rainwater in the backyard, Mm -hmm. and they were kind of between the back porch and where the broken water uh, line was. Oh, okay. And then Twa acts like he doesn't know what is he like what he's talking about, even though that he just said that he did something in the back, that he buried her in the backyard. Of course he doesn't know what he's talking about. Like, what? <laughs> My God. Like, he's the one that left that scene the way it was. He, I just, don't get him because he gives, like, pieces of what he did, but then, like, the, that kind of thing, it's not that big of a deal. He acts like he has no clue what's going on. Like, you just admitted to burying her head, arms, and legs in the backyard, but yet you can't admit that there was a broken pipe. Like, he has no clue what you're talking about there. Yeah. Come on. Then Twavar, you know, his memory comes back all of a sudden, and he says it may be over there. It's... It's kitty cornered with the edge of the porch. Mm-hmm. Morbid details alert. Detective Levy asks about her torso and what did he do with it and did he freeze it first? Twatvar says no, he tried to freeze it. And he doesn't know what he was thinking, bro. He was freaking the fuck out, man. I would be too. But I also wouldn't hack my freaking friend or my best friend. No. Like... That's- and no. Like, hearing it from his mouth is chilling. I just hate him. I hate that he tells half-truths and he's a liar and he acts like he's not. Oh, I agree. It, it irks I just me. can't stand him. You are not a friend. No, not at all. Like, that really irks me. So bad. Morbid detail alert. Detective Levy and Takvar go on to talk about how he tried freezing her limbs, but not her torso. He puts salt with the torso to stop the bleeding in an igloo cooler. He then dumps her torso in the Ocala National Forest on his way to the Orlando airport on June 7th in Lena's van. Mm-hmm. That's why he took Robin's mother's van to transport her own daughter's torso in an igloo cooler to dump it. Disgusting. Which he stated he dumped the igloo cooler off of the side of a road after he places her dismembered torso in the Ocala National Forest. That is horrible. Well, he's a horrid person. He is. He then goes on to tell Detective Levy that's why he's embarrassed because a normal person wouldn't have to say something like that and that he's not a bad person. (laughs) Don't mean to laugh at this situation, but he is fucking delusional. You are dysfunctional. He is. Absolutely. Detective Levy then says to Tikvar that he has only found one other incident where he had gotten in trouble in the Florida Keys for a fight and then the burglary of the tattoo shop him and Robin owned. He then states with that she was suicidal and talking about killing her parents to him and how she was adopted. Because that fucking matters. 
Exactly, like this doesn't even have anything to do with anything, but okay. Tavar asked Detective Levy, what would he do if he was in that position? Then realized he was talking to the cops and that he looks like a fucking psycho for conning up a human being. Pretty much. Yes, you do, sir. Detective Levy is now getting back to his interview and asking, was the dismemberment inside her living room? Tavar says, fuck. Detective Levy states that the only blood in the living room was on the mattress that was flipped over to hide the blood, and that it appeared to him that she was laying down when she died. Detective Levy asked him where was she, where was she standing or laying down when he hit her with a chainsaw. Tavar says somewhere in the living room. Detective Levy states that he didn't see how he's saying it went down, because he saw brain matter or something like blood or bone on the wall right by the window in the mattress. So he was wondering if he hit her first in the head or something. Tikvar denies that, of course. Tikvar then states he cleaned up everything, got rid of sheets and pillowcases, and Detective Levy asked if he used the chainsaw from the beginning to the end, and Tikvar says yes. Detective Levy goes back to the sawzall and that he must have done something to the box. So I'm assuming what you mean by that is to disguise it, make it hidden in her garage more, not stand out. That's what I'm guessing he meant by that. Because he left it there with the box and not only the box and the sawzall, but he left the blades in the garage in a cabinet in a little toolkit. Detective Levy goes into asking about how he got Robin from the living room to the garage. Tegvar says he used a tarp to drag her into the garage. Basically, he hit her and he finished fixing it, as he would say, in the garage. Fucking asshole. So another morbid alert. Her head was hanging by the skin, possibly some bone. He didn't know for sure. This is Tegvar telling Detective Levy. Detective Levy asked about cuts on her arms and did he do that with the sawzall or the knife from the kitchen? Chris says that that was done by the knife she attacked him with and he put that in the kitchen sink or the butcher block. He doesn't remember which. It was a non-serrated knife. Morbid alert again, guys. So he says that he cut with the kitchen knife to the bone and then used the sawzall to finish. Detective Levy asked that this was because she was pissed off over the tree and Tavar said she is known to be violent and attacked him several times. Which cracks me up because he never mentioned her being violent with him before. Only other people. True. Because in that moment he was trying to push the guilt away from him and towards Right. Like this has happened before so this is why I had to defend myself. That's what I'm getting from this right now. Because he never mentioned it in the interview that she's ever been that aggressive towards him. Tegvar goes on to continue to Detective Levy and says you know you just have to know her. Her mood swings were from here to here and I'm guessing he made hand gestures. We can't we don't didn't watch the video but I'm guessing when he's saying here to here he's making a, a hand gesture of her mood swings as he calls them. Mm-hmm. Detective Levy. Right. Tegvar goes on to say that, you know, all I really cared about was helping those old folks, man. I'm guessing he's talking about Robin's parents when he's saying old folks. Yeah, because she didn't care about her parents at all. Frank him. Funny, because in the beginning, you barely were there. And if so, it was to do chores only and also to pay your debt. Mm-hmm. Detective Levy asked if he told anyone about this, and he says no. Detective Levy then asks if there was anyone else there with him and Robin, and he said no. Detective Levy asked about the tarps, location. Tigvar says they were in the garage. Also that he cleaned everything in the house. Wipes the floors clean and bathroom after he showered. I mean, well, you gotta realize he did probably was 
Oh my god, that's disgusting. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Like, he was trying to just clean everything up, you know, fix it, and Tigvar's worth fix it. There's no fixing what you just did. You don't treat your friends like that. Like, he's a narcissist. He mm-hmm. thinks he's gonna get away with it, and that's the problem. Like, he can outsmart anybody. So Tigvar goes on to say he got rid of her sheets and anything that had blood on it and disposed it all in garbage bags, then drove around town and threw them in different dumpsters. You thought about that. Mm-hmm. Detective Levy asked if he was harmed or had any cuts from that night. Tavar says, yes, I have a scar on my hand from the tree because it almost fell on me. That I'm pretty sure that's not what detective Lee was talking about when he asked if he was harmed in any way that night but it's just funny that he says that he gets scratched by the trees right but then how did she cut you with the knife as well because you he would be cut the fuck up and i'm guaranteeing that's why detective levy asked him that and he mm, straight up true. said just by the tree because it, it, it almost fell on him so he has no defensive runes just from the tree that attacked him earlier that day i mean if that did happen even accidentally to me and it was my friend i don't know if i would try to fix it like he did pretty sure i would have called not at one. all not at all no one out there is your friend if they want to fix their situation situation like that like first of all it shouldn't even get that far it should have never got that far at all but I don't believe that she I don't believe him I have my own thoughts and we agreed on what we think happened so we'll get back we'll get into that at the end yes. and tell you what we think happened so finally detective if you Levy haven't asked, guessed already by our outburst sorry what I said if they haven't guessed already with our outburst that's true <laughs> Sorry, guys. So finally, Detective Louie asked the question, we've been wondering mm-hmm. why in the hell did he not call 911 and say, hey, this woman attacked me and this is what happened. Tigvar responds to that. He has tattoos and society judges people with tattoos. And could you imagine making that phone call? Well, me and Carissa have tattoos and I'm pretty sure we would have made that phone call. I mean, I don't have much on my arms yet. But you're absolutely right. I can tell you right now, if I accidentally killed somebody, I would I would call that one. No way, wait, oh no, oh no. Seriously, like no, I I am one thousand percent with you on that. Mm-hmm. Because that's, it's insane. Fucking insane. Fucking I'm just insane. saying, tattoos don't make you a bad person or a freaking murderer. Like, it doesn't. No. So Detective Levy tries to comfort him and tell him he, he doesn't judge Tekvar, just wanted to hear his side of the story, and he doesn't judge anyone because of everything that Detective Levy sees at work. Tekvar asks if he's going to spend his life in prison. Detective Levy says that he doesn't know what's going to happen, but it looks like it will favor the courts because he owned up to what he did now. And everyone including his family can start to get closure that is going to be difficult to let his family know what he did because that's not the person they knew detective Lee goes on that his mom was shocked about the grand theft warrant when detective Lee had told Tugbar's mother about that mm-hmm Tigvar asks, is she the one who called on me? Detective Levy assures him that no one, not his mom, family, or friends called on him. No one knew he was wanted. Tigvar's response, it's such a horrible thing to do, but like I said, she has statements in her messenger about being suicidal. Also stated, she was going to put a pillow over her mom's face and her dad's face several fucking times. And I mean, to the point, I mean, I honestly didn't feel that bad. I was like, I mean, I was more doing them a favor. I hope every single one of you weirdlings out there get my fucking twat name now. Because he's a motherfucker. That statement is 
fucking disgusting. He's disgusting. I hate him. He goes on to say that her next text to him sounded like she was fucking over it and going to snap and kill everyone. Detective Levy. Right. He goes on to ask Tikvar, so she felt trapped with her parents? Because I know she was at her parents' house every morning at 5 a.m. And when she didn't show up, her mother knew something wasn't right. Tikvar. Yeah, I know. If I was a horrible person, you know, I would have done a lot more to cover that up. But that's not me, man. It's just Detective Levy interrupts Tikvar at this point. Like, I'm about to do you, and I apologize, but fuck him. He didn't try to cover anything up. Right? Like, you didn't clean He's up. He's such and... a fucking bullshitter. Well, he Sorry. just said that he threw her sheets and pillowcases, and they, like, he put them in trash bags and threw them at different dumpsters, but you didn't try to cover anything up. Mm, see? That was mm. you not trying to cover up. See why I call him a twat bar? I'm just I saying. I get it. I get it. So Detective Levy says, so a question. I know a question I have got to ask because when we first, Chris cuts him off to finish what he was saying. Oh, so like a fuck you to Detective Levy for cutting him off? That's what I'm getting from this? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that is when you get lemons, try and make lemonade. Now are we all okay with the fucking twat bar name? You're going to compare your friend to fucking lemons. Like I can't. And lemonade. Okay, cool. Fuck you, dude. Sorry. I don't know how Detective Levy didn't say fuck you talking about stupid. Like, he's stupid. Like, how? I give props to Detective Levy for hanging in, seriously, because I would have lost it. Detective Levy finally gets to ask Tigvar the question he's been wanting to ask him. Has he done this before? Chris says no, but he has a friend that's in the cartel, and they showed him a video of cutting a motherfucker's head off and said fuck. Does this make me like you? I'm so mad at this on so many levels. I don't even know what to fucking say right now. Because, dude, you just fucking told him that you told no one. But yet, having a casual convo with his friend in the cartel and telling him about what he did. Yes, you are like them, fuckface. So, Tevar asked for a tissue. So, Detective Levy goes to get some. When he leaves for a minute... Tikvar goes on to sing, I'm going to the chapel and I'm going to get married. What in the fuck in this shit? Seriously, that's the song he was singing. I'm going to the chapel and I'm going to get married. Detective Levy returns and Tikvar says he has no doubt in his mind that Robin would have hurt her parents. I mean, he has to try to justify his actions because shit's weird and doesn't really make sense at this point. He states again that she had gotten violent with him several times. He would just tell her to leave him alone, you know, if you want to scream at me, cool, but don't get physical with me. And I don't know if she felt more empowered when she had a fucking knife in her hand and what, but it definitely threw me off. You know, the only thing I'm thinking is maybe this is the time. She really, she's really going to try and do something. He says he just kind of pushed away with an electric chainsaw. Detective Levy then asks Chris if he has met Robin's daughter before. Chris says, yeah, but he doesn't want to talk to her. Detective Levy asks if he would like to write to her because her daughter wrote to him. Now, we don't know the contents of the letter, but from what Detective Levy says, her daughter is a beautiful soul. Detective Levy says that she gave it to him and said, when you see Chris, can you give this to him? She said she doesn't know the details, but she knows her mom is dead. As hard as it is for her, she knows she needs to forgive you. She feels you need Christ in your life, and she wanted you to have this letter. She says that as a Christian, she has to forgive you because we are all sinners. 
Tufar says, we are. But I don't think defending myself is a sin. I mean, dismembering her body wasn't very polite. I will hate him for her daughter. Because he's a fucking twat. Like, exactly. I, I hope that you all are on the bandwagon of twat var because that is what he is. For you to say that after her daughter is... I just can't. I fucking hate him. Like, mm-hmm. I fucking hate him. So Detective Levy goes on and just says, right. Tikbar asked Detective Levy, at some point you're going to tell her the truth? Detective Levy says yes, and I told her I'd give you the note. Tikbar asked Detective Levy to tell her he said thank you. Detective Levy asked Tikbar if he wants to write anything to her. He says probably we'll write something and call you and you can give it to her. So Detective Levy hands him a pen and paper to write. Quatvar asks for candies or something. So Detective Levy leaves for the room. (laughs) Leaves for the room. (laughs) Sorry. And Detective Levy leaves the room for like four minutes and then he returns with candy and gives it to Chris. And then he leaves again for like nine minutes. And returns with some paperwork, it looks like, for Chris to sign. So Chris asks him if he needs him to sign that. Detective Levy's like, yeah, sure. So Detective Levy then takes the time to thank Chris for talking with him and giving her family closure. Twat says his life is over, all over trying to help someone. Like, she didn't fucking help him at all. Like, she wasn't a good friend. Nothing. No, dude. Not, all, not she did a- was, all she did was help him. <clears throat> He's so frustrating. Detective Levy continues, but thank you for getting, like, basically thank you for getting it off your chest. Quatvar mm-hmm. cuts him off and says, that doesn't help, bro. Detective Levy shoots back, while well, for her daughter's sake, he thanks him. For Robin's grandkids' sake, he thanks him. He also states that if he wants to talk to him, to reach out to him when he gets back to Florida. Reminds him that he is going to keep his word to Chris's mom and he won't tell her the details of what happened. And he will leave it up to Chris to tell her before it gets out. Chris asks him, you know, what's the process now? Detective Levy states that he's going to go back to Florida and as soon as he gets back, he's going to go to the state's attorney's office when he got back to Marion County. And that he will let the state attorney know Chris's story and that that he said she attacked him and it was self-defense. And we'll go from there. Says he can't make any promises. I think this is going to sound disgusting, but I think her one arm got cut when she was coming at me with a knife from the chainsaw. Detective Levy. Okay. Chris says, just kept pushing. Detective Levy says, so it should look consistent with her coming at you. Chris says, yes. Detective Levy says, okay, well, there will be guys here probably by tomorrow to come and get him. Twatvar. I'm sure they will be. I'm sorry for this. Detective Levy says he is sure he is and he believes him even if it doesn't matter to Chris because he was showing emotion and basically tries to make him feel better. Detective Levy asked him if there was any more information that he wanted to share before he had left. Twat asked for a cigarette and Detective Levy gets him handcuffed and walks him outside for a cigarette. The next time they will meet again is back in Florida on September 4th for their final meeting. Detective Levy starts by reading him his Miranda rights, and Chris agrees to talk to him again. Detective Levy starts by saying that they found Robin's remains where Chris said that they would be, and he was there to clarify on how it happened, how it was that she had came at him, because Chris told him that she came at him with a knife, but he didn't have much information on what actually happened between Chris and Robin. Detective Levy goes back to when they were outside working on the trees. 
Chris states Robin was in the house going to and from doing whatever it was that she was doing and that she had gotten back from coming from somewhere be it her mom's or the side of the house or back and forth stuff and he said he don't know he was in the back working. Chris says she came to the porch door while he was sitting on the porch and she was yelling at him that she didn't want him to cut any more trees that she was in fear of his safety or some bullshit. She went back to the kitchen and he is pretty sure she was sharpening her knife according to him she did it often so he started cleaning up and was bringing the chainsaw into the garage and Robin was still kind of upset and he walked past her in the living room and she was in the kitchen and she has the knife in her hand and she kind of spazzed out and started screaming again he turned around with the chainsaw in his hand before he had came into the house he noticed that it was fully charged and I had hit the start button instead of the battery button on the chainsaw there was a battery button and a start button and Chris does believe that he hit the start well obviously he did he says instead of the battery button my problem is why are you hitting any button on a chainsaw near a long time friend throw it that bitch and run but he doesn't he hit the start button and mutilated his friend who has been there for him through everything it's insane guys sorry back to it he didn't know how she was holding the knife just saw the shine of it coming at him he says i heard her sharpening it and he didn't know if it was a fucking hobby of hers but she did it a lot so with this in the back of my head you know she's in there fucking with her knives again you know so this was in the back of my head you know so when i went to obviously push her arms away with the knife and you know the chainsaw went off and then at that point it was very fast and very very chaotic in his opinion but at some point they wanted ended up on the bed and you know at that point her life ceased to exist and at that point he panicked and figured fuck you know says it was in the evening that this happened now mind you florida in june the sun goes down around 8 30 ish then the tree was already down but then he says he was on a break when she spazzed out on him just doesn't make any sense nothing he ever said this far so it makes any sense not at all so, Detective Levy goes on to ask Chris to explain how the physical altercation happened, where Chris's hands were and where Robin's hands were. He says he can't really clarify on how it all went down. It was just really fast, and he says he doesn't want to say he blocked it out, but it was just really fast, and he only remembered stuff because they were talking about it. It's been real hard on him. Detective Levy says, right. Chris goes on to say, you know, and it's really not fair, you know, because I've done so much for this person and, you know, it's not my fault. She was so fucking bipolar. Goes on to another story about how he arranged to sell a autoclave machine for like 900 to this lady. And while he was in Hawaii, Robin went to meet this lady to per- who was purchasing the autoclave. And the lady says that Robin was literally the worst person she ever met. So what? People say worse shit about me at the end of it all it doesn't justify what he did absolutely he then goes on to say he literally felt like he was the only friend that understood her and he really held he really held his composure for so long which like wait a minute what's that supposed to mean if shit was an accident exactly that don't make sense mm-hmm. hmm. i know things that make you go hmm, hmm. yeah yeah what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You is lying. He is. He's a is nothing lying. he makes. He contradicts himself throughout you. this whole thing. So Detective Levy says to him to Chris that the only blood they found in the living room was on the mattress. 
Christopher says, yes, sir. I removed all the bedding and some sheets. And, you know, obviously, I once once this horrible accident happened, I tried to. And then Detective Levy kind of interrupts and says, right. Chris says, I freaked out. I tried to hide the broken vase, so to speak. Detective Levy says, right. Chris goes on to say, you know, I mean, no way to really put it. I mean, I was horrified, and at the same time, I was in shock of, you know, what just, I mean, obviously, I'm thinking to myself, my life is over. And, you know, obviously, I went into panic mode or defense mode and tried to. Detective Levy interrupts him again and says, I expected to see more blood in the living room if that's where everything occurred. Because what he says the garage, what he says about the garage is it was quite a mess. Am I right in saying that? I mean, we found blood on the wall, ceiling, and then Chris says, I had, yeah, I had on the ceiling. Detective Levy says, yeah, kind of like a cast off. And then if it was an accident that happened in the living room, the blood evidence doesn't match what he, what he did to his friend. He says he, Chris goes on to say, he says he got rid of a lot of the ble- the bedding and the sheets and the rug. Detective Levy is saying, no, I mean on the floor and walls, there was really nothing. Guys, we do apologize. We do have a storm going on outside, so you're going to hear some thunder and lightning and some rain. Our favorite time. It is. It's relaxing, so yeah. enjoy the sound effects behind our podcast. Nature's sound effects. So, Detective Levy goes on to say, no blood evidence to say what Chris basically is saying happened in there. There's n- The blood evidence does not match up at all. Chris also states that actually I shouldn't even say, but I mean, I was amazed or horrified, whatever you want to call it, that there wasn't that much. I'm confused. I'm special and I say things wrong all the time. I do. And you mm-hmm. know I do. But I'm confused on the fact that he used amazed and horrified. Um, Like they're the same word. I'm going to make up a word. A horrified. But they're not the same word. I know. I I don't know. I'm confused as to what. But does he make sense at all through this whole thing? No. So I mean like. You're right. But I mean. I feel like, like he says, half truth. So I'm just saying that. It's a, I'm that ju- I've just that given statement up. statement is just like, hmm. Okay. I think I've given up on trying to figure this nut job out. Well, we figured him out. Detective Levy says, right. He states that he coagulated with the sheets to stop the blood from flowing. That's from Christopher's mouth. Just kind of contained it. I had went in the garage and I got, I mean, I was rather, I mean, obviously, I went into panic mode rather quickly. And I had grabbed a tarp and, and had put her in the tarp and then brought her into to the garage. Detective Levy still is questioning the blood evidence that was found at the crime scene. When you hit somebody's artery, it's going to, like, spray everywhere. So then Chris goes spread, like, to what he, what Detective Levy is saying. Like, he doesn't know what Detective Levy's talking about. Mm-hmm. Oh, you could say that long-ass quadulate. Right. You can't find- Detective Levy, right. Chris says, yes, sir. Detective Levy lets Chris know that the blood splatter evidence was found. Also, they didn't find any blood evidence on the chainsaw. I say what? They didn't find not one drop of blood evidence on the chainsaw he says he used. Period. Point blank. Period. So Chris goes on to say, I had cleaned the chainsaw. Detective Levy then asks if Chris choked Robin on the bed in the living room because that was the impression he got of what the medical examiner found while doing her autopsy. Chris denies this. Detective Levy states again that the blood evidence doesn't show what he says happened in the living room. Chris asks if Detective Levy seen the wound on her arm. He says from the chainsaw. Detective Levy says, yes, there was a wound on her arm. Chris says, I do remember that wound. Detective Levy, remember you told me that when you blocked, you hit her arm and you pushed through? I think was your words where you pushed through. 
Chris, yes. Detective Levy uh, goes on to say, but her arm wasn't severed. What? Huh? Detective Levy then goes on to say there was a cut on it. Chris says, yeah. Detective Levy says, yeah, but it didn't sever her arm. Which, if you push through the impression I get, that it probably would have severed her arm. Chris says, yeah. Morbid detail warning. Detective Levy then switches on to her head. Bot says that he does believe that she was in a falling motion. And at that point, and like I said, we ended up on the bed. Detective Levy says, okay. So she was in a falling motion. When what? When you cut her arm? Chris goes on to say, when I pushed up against, like, to, to defend myself. Like I said, it was a physical altercation. Detective Levy. Right. Chris continues that they traveled several feet and landed up on her bed. Detective Levy says, right. And like I said, she had the knife in her hand. I honestly should have stopped right after it happened and called 911. Detective Levy says, oh yeah. Chris goes on to say, and left it just like that. But I mean, I've already had that horrible situation in Florida where I got into a fucking stupid fist fight and you know, it took months to clear my name, which still never happened. Detective Levy says, right, because those charges were dropped. You're talking about, and then Chris abruptly interrupts him and says, they were dropped, but it still has affected the rest of my fucking life. Detective Lee said, just the arrest? Chris then goes into another story of how he was applying to a school in Boston for aircraft mechanic. At the Aircraft Mechanics Institute, the housing department denied him because, in his words, they saw that stupid fucking mugshot from seven years ago or ten years ago or whatever. They didn't want me in their housing. They didn't care what my story was. Who fucking who, Chris? He continues that he was already going to a federal regulated school that requires a federal background of him before he could even go to that school. Detective Levy says all they cared about is that you got a mugshot. Chris says exactly and all this is going through my head and I'm just like I have to clean this up. Detective Levy gets back to asking about how did the chainsaw get her after she fell onto the mat because if she was standing up there would have been a significant amount of blood on the floor. Chris says yeah. Detective Levy continues that had she been standing up that it would have been on the floor or like spurting out and there would have been a lot more evidence if that Chris stops him and says that is kind of a that's kind of grossing him out or just thinking about it. Detective Levy says he doesn't doubt that it can be haunting. Then Chris switches it up and says well if you guys don't believe that it was an accident then that's on you guys bro. You know what I mean? I know in my heart, Detective Levy says, that he is just trying to understand it. Chris says that he already feels horrible about what happened, and for my part in it, I am trying to hide a horrible accident. Detective Levy says, right. Chris goes on to say, I can't really do anything about it. Detective Levy asks if he planned to bury her torso, and Chris says there was no plan. Detective Levy tries to make him understand he's only there to understand everything against the evidence they found. He asked him about the cement. What were you using the cement for? Chris says at some point he got to blame movies for a lot of the shit. And that he's seen somewhere that if you put lime in cement or whatever, the hell, you know, it eats tissue. Then goes on to say, you know, I remember you had asked me if I had done this before and I just laughed and I said no. Goes on, he's not a bad person. Detective Levy says he knows his history. Chris says that basically they are going to do whatever they are going to do. Basically believe the evidence over him. Then tries to guilt trip or something with you told me you were going to try and protect the bigger right, which is that, you know, I look looked after that family and have done nothing but help them and this is an unfortunate accident. So they go back and forth with how Lena and her husband said that he was helpful and, and therefore that part of a reason he was here to help with her and her with her parents basically. Chris gets on the defense because Detective Levy saying that the evidence doesn't match and he doesn't know where they are going with this. Detective Levy says that it doesn't make any sense. 
So they get into what Chris has told him. That, that he was outside on the porch smoking a cigarette and then she was yelling at him and stated break was at like 9, 9.30. But says it was barely dark out. Which doesn't get dark until around like 8.30. He goes on to say that he was just trying to relax and have a smoke and a soda. But she came at him in her little rampage as he says. He says he could just see her physical attributions getting worse by the second. So he decided to start putting the tools away and you know I just never got there. Detective Levy says the reason why he asked if the saw hit her neck when she was on the mattress was because the way the cuts are it doesn't look like a falling motion more like a straight down cut. Chris says that they were not falling when he cut her arm but Chris can't really answer Detective Levy because it all happened so fast he says. Chris also says that the saw impacted her arm and her neck. He states that they were standing up and ended up on the bed. Detective Levy asked him if he removed or changed any of her clothes because she was found in a panty and nightshirt. Asked if he undressed her. Chris said he got rid of all the blood contaminated material, which he dumped some of that in the forest along with her mutilated torso. He goes on to say that he didn't plan any of this out and it was all done in a panic and for a lack of better words, hide the broken vase aka his friend of 20 years guys detective levy asked was robin wearing jeans another morbid warning while he was cutting her legs off because they didn't find her clothing and wanted to know where he disposed of it can't be specific on what was thrown where he says that there was a lot of blood contaminated material that he got rid of then he says that he unfortunately wished that he would have let her stab him bro detective levy says he believes he doesn't like the situation he's in chris obviously detective levy goes back to the evidence they gathered at the robin's house he stated that they didn't find any sign of a lot of cleanup in the living room chris says there was a significant cleanup in the living room Detective Levy says, well, we didn't find any evidence of that in the living room, only the garage. Then he drops a freaking bomb on Chris. Detective Levy repeats the evidence doesn't match Chris's story. And also there was no blood evidence on the electric chainsaw that Chris claimed he accidentally decapitated her with when Robin attacked him with a knife. He says that he knows that Chris said he cleaned it up significantly, but there are always, but there are always ways to detect blood that was cleaned up. Fuck science, dude. Asked him again, is he a 100% sure it was an electric chainsaw he was holding when this happened. Chris says, yeah. Detective Levy asked about his trip to Walmart and Chris goes back to the saw and states that he had to clean it up with a toothbrush and actually had cleaned the chainsaw and the channel that the chain rides in. Detective Levy asked him if he did the same with the sawzall. Chris says, yeah. Detective Levy says, well, we did find blood evidence on the sawzall. Chris says, yeah. Probably thinking of his next lie. Detective Levy continues that even though he tried cleaning up up in the same manner that's what I'm trying to figure out nobody can clean that well then goes back to him at Walmart Chris interrupts him and says I was probably a little more meticulous with the chainsaw but detective Levy then interrupts him you were at Walmart at 12:30 at night Chris said again this happened the later part of it happened in complete panic detective Levy says I'm wondering if this happened at 9 30 what did he do for three hours from the time she's killed to the his trip to Walmart. Christopher Trafar said panic and clean up. 
He says he blocked out a lot of that from his memory. Detective Levy Detective Levy says that everything he told him about the sawzall, how Chris dismembered her, where he put the blade, where her remains were, and the salt used to coagulate her blood, and where the blade was in the garage, everything was spot on and truthful. He questioned him about how did he know to use salt to coagulate her blood. And Chris says it's common sense. And how he has been tattooing for 23 years and body modifications for 23 years that he knows how to coagulate a wound. Then this crazy-ass mofo says, unfortunately, I know how to sever tissue. And did you know effectively and efficiently? And he is ashamed of himself for what Detective Levy interrupts him to ask about the knife he says Robin had and if it was a large knife from a butcher block. Something like a Michael Myers knife? That's what I'm getting from this. Okay. So Chris says, yeah. So Detective Levy just goes on to say, everything Chris has said has been truthful from the using of the non-serrated knife to dismembering her with a sawzall. And they found the blade where he said it was squished between things in the garage. So everything makes sense in this story. He's just having trouble with where she was decapitated, where she was initially killed, and how that happened. He starts saying that regardless of how well he cleaned up, Chris interrupts him and says, well, it's unfortunate for you that you can't comprehend that, but I I did clean up a lot. Detective Levy says he knows he did. Chris says like you said what happened between 9:30 ish to whatever he was at Walmart he cleaned up a lot. Detective Levy says here's the thing you're telling me there was a, a physical altercation. This altercation was physical. You guys are moving you know, covering feet in the living room. Chris agrees. Detective Levy continues, so he's picturing either Chris was pushing back at Robin or she's pushing him, and then at the same time, you're holding the chainsaw. Chris agrees, and Levy says, now, well, if all this pushing is going on, one, where's her knife? Two, why, if she's pushing on you, why are you still holding this chainsaw? Why wouldn't you put it down and grab a hold of her and that he is a good-sized guy? Chris says that he was injured by the trees and had some some big scratches and bruising. Are you kidding me? So you held a chainsaw instead of dropping it. Well, I'm guessing, like, if you have cuts on your hands, you wouldn't be able to hold. He don't have cuts on his hands. There is no, I don't, mm, I don't believe anything. Well, I mean, like I said before, he would be cut the fuck up. Right. He already had taken some abuse from the trees, he says. Goes on to say how one fell on him, but he got out of the way just in the nick of time. But it had rubbed him and cut the shit out of him, is his words. That he had just got done doing this physical labor for two to three days. And that he can't tell him exactly where the arm positioning was and this and that. It was very fast. All he knows is she had a knife and she was sharpening the knife. That the knife was on the bed when it was all said and done. Detective Levy agrees. Chris says that other than that, you know, he is horribly sorry. That he should have... Detective Levy interrupts and says, you know what you should have done? Chris says, I should have just fucking left. Detective Levy, you should have just called. Chris says, no, I should have just never went fucking there from Hawaii to help her. Detective Levy, back to the evidence, the scene in the living room, doesn't support the physical confrontation. Nothing was out of place. Chris says, I understand that, sir, but like I said, I did a lot of cleanup, and there was nothing physically broken besides Robin's fucking family and friends, lives now without her. Sucker. That he threw out a rug. That he has been as truthful as he can with him and that he probably fucking fucked himself and his rights with being up front with him. So if he's gonna be penalized for that, then you know what? It's between him and God. He knows what happened and if Detective Levy doesn't believe him, Detective Levy cuts him off and says that the majority of what Chris told him panned out and was truthful. Chris says majority. Detective Levy says, let us 
try to speak and he interrupts or have I been untruthful delusional much all the way yeah he's like, a lunatic detective Levy says what happened in the living room how it happened is what he is trying to figure out Watt says he is being as truthful as he can from what he remembers he says he cleaned up a lot and used degreaser bleach then degreaser again I threw a rug away I flipped the fucking mattress over I mean it's unfortunate I had to go through these things he asked him how he transported Robin to the forest was it in an igloo and he says yes he disposed that on the side of the road somewhere detective Levy asked if he tried to freeze her limbs before burying her in her backyard Twat says correct. Detective Levy asked about the shovel. Twat Var says it's in the garage. He continues that he tried to clean up as much of the blood because even though I was careful, whatever you want to call it, I mean, this whole thing is fucking sickening to me that I have to reverberate, you know, the physical actions I had to take to try. And Detective Levy interrupts him and asks him if he told his mom the details of this. Detective Levy says unfortunately he did and that he wanted to you know just wanted to let her know that and it's unfortunate detective levy says the last time he spoke with her his mom said that he told her it involved a murder twatvar yeah and recently he told her it was robin who was actually killed Detective Levy asked how his mom was handling that, and Twat said, obviously not well. I fucking hate him, I swear. He's, I just, sorry. Says, you know, I mean, this is, again, not something I'm proud of, but, I mean, like, put yourself in my shoes. What would you do if there was a freak accident like that happened, you know, and you busted your ass for this person, and now you're looking at losing your fucking life, you know, because of this person's uncontrollable ability to lose their shit whatever she was bipolar i don't know what her problem is there are court records of her doing the same thing detective levy right twat continues and you know like i said if you guys don't believe me that's on you i'm okay with me being upfront and honest with you to the degree that i wanted her family to be able to have a respectable funeral detective levy i appreciate that twat bar continues you know this is not a hateful thing it was not a vengeful thing it was not anything other than a freak accident Detective Levy, right, twat. And, you know, it's unfortunate that you can't comprehend some of the... It actually sounds like one detail now. The fact of the living room or whatever. That whatever meaning that the chainsaw he says he used has no evidence of it. Twat bar continues. But like I said, stand in the living room and actually imagine that the space you know... And Detective Levy interrupts. I went back and I stood in the living room. Twat, okay, well, Detective Levy says, after I spoke with you in Texas, you guys were pushing back and forth. Why didn't you... Why wouldn't you have dropped the chainsaw and grabbed her? I mean, Twat interrupts and says, she's got a knife in her hand. No, I don't think so. Detective Levy, you said you guys were pushing back and forth for a while. Twat. No, no, no. I didn't say we were Detective Levy or not for a while. Twat. No, I did not. Detective Levy, you said it was physical. I said it was a physical altercation. Detective Levy, so physical leads me to believe that there is contact. Twat. Man, see, this is why I didn't want to talk with you without a lawyer. Because now you're changing my words to make it sound like I can't be specific on the actual physical altercation. Other than my best description of it would be an altercation. Detective Levy then leaves the interview room twat talking to himself wow hmm try to be honest and fucking get fucked wow cool hmm well he is just going to fucking help defend the fucking truth i'm sorry robin i wish it would have been me because you got caught 
that's the reason why you fucking feel that way. Because I fucking hate him. I'm sorry if you don't feel this way by now. Then I don't know what to tell you. But he's a fucking twat to me. Like, for his comment to say he's he is just going to help fucking defend the fucking truth. Like, are you serious? But you're going to say it's an accident? This is not fair. He continues. None of this is fair. Should have just fucking not went down to Florida and let fucking Robin kill her fucking parents. She's fucking... All these motherfuckers think their shit don't stink. They're awesome. Detective Levy comes back into the room after seven minutes with another detective. Detective Bowie. B-U-I-E. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that. Detective Levy states that, All right, Chris, the statement you just said was... That's why I didn't want to talk with you without an attorney. So I need to know if you're asking for an attorney now. You don't want to talk to me anymore without an attorney or do you want to continue talking with me? Twat, obviously I need an attorney. I mean, I tried to be helpful. I've tried to be as honest as possible. Detective Bowie comes into the situation like a bulldozer and I'm living for it. Stop. You just made the statement, I obviously need an attorney. We're done. Twat, okay. Detective Bowie, we're done. This is not to elude you to make any statement or elicit any statement from you. But on June 6th, it didn't get dark until 8.25, not 9.30. Again, everything you are saying does not make sense. And it's the fact that I wanted to talk to you about that didn't make sense, what you were saying. Twat. Wow. Is he serious? This fuck turd has the audacity to get offended by the truth. Detective Bowie, not just statements. Twat, I didn't say it was dark. Detective Bowie, yes you did. Twat, I said it was, okay? The detectives leave the room. Twat again starts talking to himself. Getting dark is what I meant to say, asshole. Which still doesn't make any fucking sense. Twat Var continues, end of the day. What a fucking jerk off. Oh my god. The detectives return and Detective Levy says, alright Chris. Twat Var says, hang on, just in my defense, I meant the end of the day end of work detective Bowie. you want to keep talking you want to keep talking my man yeah he sounds i like him right a lot mm-hmm it's straight to cut straight to the shit why well i want to detective Bowie cuts him off you're making statements do you want to keep talking because there's a lot twat cuts him off that he was just clarifying that what he was saying detective Bowie of stuff that you want to clear up that's the smallest thing to clear up twat what you got man detective Bowie. You want to keep talking? (laughs) And that he would love to hear the story. And Twat says he'll just get an attorney. Detective Bowie says, good deal. I like the fact that Detective Bowie, and again, if we're pronouncing his name incorrectly, we do apologize. Sunny. I like how he's just a no bullshit. Like, don't bullshit him because he's going to call you at it. That's like like if you went into the detective room first. Right. It was Detective Levy and like very compassionate and very like can work in with patients. Right. I go in there like, listen, let's be real and let's just talk about what really happened. Like, I know, that's what I'm saying. I'm more of a Detective Levy, you're more of a Bowie. Like, absolutely. Christopher was ultimately convicted and sentenced to life in prison for the second degree murder in which he took his friend's life of 20 years. He has since appealed his case to the courts. Again, we want to say to Robin's family and friends, we are truly sorry for your loss and our hearts go out to you. Well, that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening to our first Terrifying Tales Thursday, Robin's Karma. And we hope you tune in for our Weirdisode Wednesday on November 6th. 6th? Yes. It's November 6th, our first Weirdisode Wednesday. Greet ya later. Cheers, moms. Ow. Bye. 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 Happy Halloween.